0: The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh onecom
1: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Loom, speaking to you after witnessing the greatest <laughs> the greatest Raptors moment of my life, And, you know, I haven't watched the Raptors since their entirety, so I can't say this definitively, but by all accounts, that's the greatest Raptors moment ever. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard at the buzzer uh, with the series on the line, the first ever Game 7 buzzer-beating game winner. And it was made by our very own Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi, his full name, by the way, Kawhi, I can't believe he's a Raptor, Leonard. And um, you know we're we're through like a hundred plus games now of Kawhi being on the team between preseason and regular season and now postseason. And which, by the way, the Raptors are going to have more games um, coming up in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Bucks. Not easy, but you know I'll talk about that in a second. But after like a hundred games, months and months of thinking, deliberating about Kawhi Leonard from the moment where mid July, believe it was the eighteenth. You know, news breaks very early in the morning that you know the Raptors had landed Kawhi. From that moment up until now, we've been thinking about Kawhi. We've been um, dreaming of moments like this, and he gives the Raptors an unforgettable. Mo- I mean, like, <laughs> I just—it's like it's like an hour plus after the games ended, and I still, I still can't believe what happened. There. I still can't believe that Kawhi Leonard drove baseline, um, Joel and B chasing him you know, Kawhi dribbling to, like, a fraction on the baseline, like, analytically speaking, that has to be, like, the worst shot possible if you were playing spreadsheet basketball, but this is not spreadsheet basketball, this is real-life basketball, this is a man who, uh, you know, earlier, after game four, Norman Powell said in the locker room, you know, that man's Kobe right there, you know, and, um... And, yeah, that, I mean, that game four moment where Kawhi hits the game winner on that three was Kobe esque, And today on that baseline jumper, I mean, I, and, and, like, it didn't even look possible. I mean, I didn't have the best vantage point because, you know, we're up in the sky in the media box and stuff. But um, to me, like, the first off, the shot went up super high. And obviously Kawhi falling out of bounds, you know, he wanted to get that shot up high just to give it a chance to drop. But then for the, when the shot did land, it landed, even though it flew so high, it, it landed so softly on the rim, and it bounced a couple of times, and it almost felt like the basketball was just deciding, like, do I want to give the Raptors this moment? Do I want to excuse, and do I want to forgive all those moments of heartbreak the Raptors fans have seen? And the ball decides, yeah, what the hell. Let's give the Raptors. <laughs> I mean, like. I mean the arena exploded, and, and you know, obviously, you know people try to maintain their um, yeah, impartiality uh, in the playoffs and, as the media, and you know I struggle with that. Uh, I definitely struggle with that in the moment. I'll, I'll tell you that I was flipping out, but uh, but yeah, that's that's the game. The Raptors went ninety two to ninety. I should have said the score earlier, but uh, yeah, that, that's that's it right there. The last two points, courtesy of Kawhi Leonard, who had forty one points on the night. I mean, I mean, and look, man, he he was unloading the clip. He was emptying the clip, you know. As, it's all players ever talk about when they, when they talk about Game 7, so I'm going to leave it all on the line. Kawhi actually did that. Kawhi went, shot the ball 39 times. And uh, I'll not, I'm not going to lie to you, this game was ugly for a lot of it, but it just Kawhi kept the Raptors in the game. When there was really no one could score, Kawhi was there. Stripping the ball, going for dunks. I mean, just incredible plays throughout the night. Incredible endurance too, to play, 43 minutes. And then at the the, the very end there, <laughs> the very end. I mean, like baseline, like probably 20-footer and beats coming at him. I mean, like, I mean, Kawhi ends up landing in what is essentially out of bounds. And he's crouching on the floor alongside Jordan Lloyd, of all people, um, watching the ball sort of, you know decide his fate and it was just it was was just a miraculous moment by the by the Raptors and and by Kawhi Leonard but seriously this was everything you can ask for from Game 7 uh coming into this game I wish I had said it on the record but uh, I was you know people were coming up to me and asking me how did you feel and I was thinking that this is going to be very similar to Game 7 against Indiana and I don't remember I don't know if a lot of people were were there for that game I mean it was it was a memorable game in the sense that the Raptors won a game seven and advanced, but it also wasn't that memorable in the, how, just how ugly and painful it was and, like, the execution on the stretch of the Raptors were just, like, classic, like, just run the ball down and then take a bad shot, and, like, it was just excruciating. And the Raptors ended up winning, I think, by four points um, and advancing the second round, and people weren't that happy. I mean, this is well, – I mean, people were f- thrilled. I mean, don't get me wrong. The emotion after this game is different, but stylistically, that game played out in the same way where – Game sevens, I mean, teams are going to leave it out on the line. The coaches are going to only play the guys that they absolutely trust. And that's what it came down to. The Raptors, uh, Nick Nurse only played, I would say, six and a half guys. Van Vliet did play 15 minutes, although part of that was because Kyle had dislocated uh, his left thumb. And he had to get it popped back in, which sounds extremely, extremely painful. And it's the second time in the series it's had to happen. Um, But pretty much, Nick Nurse trusted six and a half guys and really when it came down to it, in the fourth quarter he trusted just five and it worked out for the Raptors it worked out those those those, those five guys he trusts on the floor they all made big plays um, and it was the starting five with Serge Ibaka in place of Danny Green Danny Green was really struggling throughout the game Nick Nurse decides you know what screw it I'm just gonna go with my biggest lineup I'm gonna go with Serge who on a night where the I mean There's so much. There's so many people to talk about. There's so many people to talk about, and of course, Kawhi is the big story here. The sheer determination, everything like that. It was just a fantastic performance. But if I have, if I have, if I may have a moment, Serge Ibaka, the man that I have decided to stand on this season, um, the man who has enjoyed a comeback year, but has had to take a bench role because of Marcus All coming in and. Changing positions and then changing back to power forward. This man stepped up when the Raptors needed it the most. Seventeen points from Serge Ibaka, and not just that, but the Raptors as a team only hit seven of thirty from three, and three of their seven threes came from Serge Ibaka, who again was 0 of nine in the series in the first six games. Serge shot 0 of nine from three, and 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 they were bad bricks. There were air balls in there. There were there were shots that only caught backboard. I mean, just hard bricks. Um, and and of all people, Serge Ibaka today. First off, he hits Raptors' first three of the night. Hits another three, and then later on in the fourth quarter, there uh, Pascal drives. He kicks out to the corner. Simmons is right there with Serge. Simmons kind of runs Serge off and was like, "You're not gonna actually shoot this." And Serge pulls up. When have you ever seen Serge Ibaka pull up for three? Let alone hit that three. But he hits that three, and and, and Serge has had so many big moments. Um, but you got to credit Serge because he was one of those five guys that uh, Nick Nurse trusted, and it really worked out. It worked out. It was an ugly game. It was a grind. There were a lot of a lot of calls in the fourth quarter that I'm, I may have uh, screamed my lungs out at one. Uh, that really stood out actually involves Serge Ibaka where sort of a broken play. Raptors up, believe, four points in the last minute. The ball goes into Embiid. Somehow Kyle Lowry's guarding him in the post. And Kyle, being the smart ass that he is, pulls the chair on Embiid. Embiid kind of loses the ball. And Embiid somehow recovers the ball and is trying to go up. And, um, you know, he doesn't have his balance, so he's not going up strong or anything. And Serge fully swats the ball out of his hands. Just the ball, not the hand. And it it got two free throws. Um, But, I mean, that was just a lot of free throws in the fourth quarter that were uh, shaky. Uh, Jimmy Butler in the corner just swinging his arms up, flopping his legs. Uh, It's been happening all series. He's been getting away with all series. So, I'm not surprised he did that. But down the stretch, the number of calls that were just making me tear my hair out. But but the Raptors fought through it. And, you know, they got just enough scoring. Kawhi, by the way, shot uh, 10 of 30 for the first three quarters. Um, and it, there were times where he looked exhausted. There was one play where, like he, it was his rotation. He had to close out to Tobias Harris, but he had been carrying such a big load offensively. He just had no energy, and he, he he couldn't even get out there. You know what I mean? It was one of those Demar closeouts, and you're just like, oh man, this is not going to go well if Kawhi is not doesn't have any energy really. Um But after going 10 of 30 in the first three quarters, he goes 6 of 9 for 15 points in the fourth quarter. I don't know how he found that extra burst. I want to give the credit to Nick Nurse, who made an incredibly ballsy decision to keep Kawhi on the bench to start the fourth quarter, to buy him a breather. In about those two and a half minutes that Kawhi sat, the Raptors actually won that quarter, uh, won that little stretch by one point. That was actually such a massive uh, edge because on the other end you had Embiid who played basically the entire second half and literally anytime anyone else came in it was a huge minus like Mike Scott minus 12 in 10 minutes Greg Monroe came in for a minute 41 seconds was a minus uh, nine right so Embiid had to play every single minute and I think it exhausted Embiid it really exhausted Embiid whereas the Raptors were able to buy Kawhi those two minutes and in those two minutes I think Mark hit a 3 I think Serge hit that three, and that was it. That was it. They won that. They won that. That little stretch six to five. Kawhi gets to come back in. Kawhi's fresh, and he finishes the, the game six of nine, including that game winner. But I mean, there was multiple, multiple big shots that Kawhi was hitting down the stretch. I mean, I, I really, honestly, just want to break down the film and come back with an even more coherent podcast tomorrow. But you know, just in the moment, I mean. um, you know, him pulling up right in Embiid's face and drilling that jumper. There was a play where Embiid hit a f- tough followaway jumper, and to give the Sixers a two-point advantage, then Kawhi immediately responds with a jumper of his own to tie the game, like immediately, like seconds after. He's like, all right, I got this. You know, brings the Raptors back in. I think psychologically like, the Raptors are a huge edge, and just so many great plays down the stretch for Kawhi. And, you know, it was it was an incredibly, incredibly tough and gritty game. And, of course, in those types of games, that's when Kyle Lowry's star shines the most. And, look, man, if anybody ever talks to you about Kyle Lowry and his scoring and they look at the box score and they go, Ha-ha, Kyle only had 10 points of 413 shooting. Show them footage of this game. Show them the plays, the winning kind of plays that Kyle Lowry made down the stretch. And the one that really sticks out late in the fourth quarter, about a minute plus, It's a two-point game. Um, You know, the Sixers trying to run this action with Tobias Harris getting a dribble handoff from Embiid. Pascal is doing his best job working his ass off to just deny that pass to Tobias. Um, Jimmy tries to come rescue the play. You know, Kawhi follows him. and You know, it just blows up that whole action. Yeah. And somehow the ball, like, somehow I think Tobias got trapped on the sideline there where Gasol decides to provide help along with Pascal. And they have Tobias surrounded. And somehow Tobias makes a great pass to kick it back out to the wing where um, Embiid was the pressure release, the, 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 the outlet. And Kyle at that moment decides to help all the way across the floor and uh, blitzes M B, catches him blind, steals the ball, runs the play the other way, and, of course, he finds Pascal, his favorite transition target, for a clutch layup. Really could have been a foul. Like, he he got, like, Jimmy knocked Pascal to the floor, and then afterwards on the battle for the rebound, MB trucks Kyle Lowry. Of course, there was no call. Okay, fine, Whatever. But seriously, I mean, Kyle coming up with that play, just it's a classic Kyle Lowry play. It really is a classic Kyle Lowry play. But even throughout the fourth quarter, when you you go go back go back and revisit it, like Kyle taking a charge on Ben Simmons, Um, Kyle hitting a tough turnaround jumper where Kawhi got completely stuck in the post. He tried to like three other people tried to come get the ball, no one could. Kyle gets the ball with like two seconds left, is like dribbling across the lane from the free throw, and somehow, you know, he he hits this tough like turnaround follow away jumper. I mean, it's crazy. And then even in that in that play where, you know, really the Raptors should have ended this game. Like the quiet jumper shouldn't even have happened because if the right call was made, and my right call it would have been the lack of call because Serge is he completely cleanly strips the ball from um Joel. But right before that, Kyle, you know, bodying up against Embiid in the post and pulling the chair and causing a loose ball. I mean, it's just it's brilliant stuff from Kyle Lowry. and Kyle Lowry after the game, all smiles you know, made sure to get the game ball for Kawhi Leonard. I mean, it's just that kind of guy. I mean, Kyle was also the guy who made sure to run down the game ball after game one of the season, when against, I believe against the Cleveland Cavaliers, and then handing that ball to Nick Nurse, and that was his first um, NBA head coaching win. I mean, it's just, you know. Kyle Larry, what a guy, what a guy. But seriously, it was an incredible fight. Uh, throughout the game you know you gotta tip your hats to the Sixers as well they fought like crazy Jimmy Butler had a couple moments in the fourth quarter like oh my god he's really gonna steal this and Redick hit some you know ridiculous shots and and Bede hit some tough shots and made some great plays with the rim but um but the Raptors had Kawhi Leonard and he he made that jumper and 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 you know before I go talk more about the basketball aspects I I just want to touch on the fact that like look as Raptors fans we have this sort of we have this complex, right, like whether that's something that's deserved and something that's sort of earned after all these years of heartbreak and, I mean, decades of heartbreak, whether it's that or the American thing or, or whatever reason there is to be pessimistic about the Raptors, like I get it, I hear you, I feel it, I feel it, it deeply, I feel it deeply, but I must also say after seeing that moment, after seeing Kawhi, You just got to throw that out the window. You got to put that baggage aside. You know, it comes back to that moment of Masai Ujiri at the press conference when he first got Kawhi to the Raptors and introduced him. And Kawhi made that, you know, silly laugh or whatever. But, you know, believe in yourselves. Believe in the city. And, And you have to. How could you not believe? How could you not believe when you have Kawhi Leonard there? And so all that moping and stuff, all that, you know, doom and gloom shit, like, it's over. It's over. It's over. We have Kawhi Leonard. It's over. He can do anything. He could do anything. And today he showed it, 41 points in a Game 7 setting, hitting the only buzzer-beating Game 7 game winner in NBA history. I mean, the NBA's been around many, many years, 60-plus years. Nobody's hit (laughs) one of these shots. And, And for the Raptors to have Kawhi and for Kawhi to do that and to see that happen live, I mean, yeah, that's it. The doom and gloom shit is over. The inferior complex is over. It's over. It's over. This is it. This is it. And we're gonna go to Milwaukee. The Raptors are gonna give their best effort. I, I think the Raptors are underdogs on paper. I would say Milwaukee's a better team. They're operating better, but I don't care. I don't care. For once, I, I just I trust the Raptors. I really do. I trust the Raptors. This team is different. This team is different. And and Kawhi has changed the culture of this team. Period. Like nobody was nervous in this game. Nobody. In a Game 7 setting for the Raptors. Against a very good team. The Sixers have a lot of talent. They have four guys that are arguably All-Stars. And Redick is as good as it comes in terms of just role players. They have five incredible players. It's one of the most talented starting fives in the NBA. And the Raptors, they got through it. They got through it. So, in terms of the players themselves, uh, I guess I'll start with Kawhi. I mean, look, this is one of those games where... Early in the game, I was still a little bit worried, like, okay, the Raptors are deferring a little bit too much to Kawhi. Like, I think Kawhi took, like, four of the first, first four shots, and it just it just kept spiraling. Like, everyone just kept looking for Kawhi, and it was one of those things where, you know, everyone else talks about, oh, we got to help Kawhi, we got to help Kawhi, got to help Kawhi, but, like... I think all they meant was just, like, we got to set screens for Kawhi and let him shoot the ball. Because like, he was shooting the ball every single time. And, like, I don't think it did great things for the offense. And at one point, like, you know, I just thought, like, you can run this offense, that's fine, but Kawhi has to be better. And there was a stretch there. I mean, look, he was 10 of 30 through three quarters. Like, he wasn't very efficient. That He was making some tough decisions. And he was kind of exhausting himself. But uh, in the fourth quarter, he did come alive. And, he, he I mean, he, he just carried the Raptors. And I think... The one thing with Kawhi today was he just played with this sheer determination. right? At no point was the moment too big for him. At no point did he want to quit. At no point did he look shook. But he accepted every single challenge. I think one thing that gets really understated in this game was that Nick Nurse switched his defensive assignments so that he could have Kawhi on Jimmy Butler. Um, Butler obviously had been killing the Raptors for you know five straight games, win or loss. Butler's been amazing. Today, Butler, 5 of 14 from the field for 16 points. And most of those, you know, he had a couple where he got free in the fourth quarter there. But, whew, man, Kawhi made that man disappear. And I think the the just the exhaustion that comes with guarding Butler. Because, like, it's not like Kawhi's not guarding a tough assignment. Like, Ben Simmons is tough, too. But as long as you get back in transition, you know, uh, cut him off so that he can't get all the way to the basket. Simmons is going to reset. And then you're pretty much just, like you know, boxing him out. Like you're not, Simmons is not moving that much. And so I think, you know, that there was an ability for Kawhi to kind of just get some rest, but Nick Nurse today, switching out the lineups, he putting, um, you know, Pascal on Ben Simmons, which I think was smart. Cause the, you still keep length on Simmons. You still keep him on the, off the glass, but you also get a guy who's fast and could, he can keep up with Simmons and transition. Simmons, um, is one of the fastest players in the NBA. And, um, and you kind of need that. Right. So, um, and then, you know, the Raptors then slid Danny Green down to uh, Tobias Harris and kind of made that work. I thought that was a very smart adjustment by Nurse. And in a way, I thought it was a little bit overdue. Um, I, I thought that they, he could have done it a little bit earlier. But still, it was a great Game 7 adjustment. Um, And it, it took Butler out of the offense. Like, Butler just didn't score for most of the game. Like, he, he had a couple moments in the fourth quarter, but he just he just didn't score. And a lot of his scoring was, like, free throws, like, kind of like janky free throws, like – you know what I mean like uh just it, it's a luxury. It's a luxury when you have a guy like Kawhi, you can just put on the other guy's best player and just shut them down and force them to, you know what's you know okay, Butler's been killing us. That's fine, you know, cool. We're going to put Kawhi on him and we'll see what happens. And Butler's been their point guard. Butler had one assist today. Butler shot 5 of 14 for 16 points. Like Kawhi's defensive effort against Butler is is was sensational. And the the Sixers in the fourth quarter there. Um, I thought the Sixers, first off, had looked pretty poised uh, in a couple of these games down the stretch, obviously Butler being a main reason for that, but today, I mean, the Sixers had multiple shot clock violations and things like that, and, and I think Kawhi was a big part of that, so even aside from the 41 points, the fact that he kept Butler... I mean, one assist is just incredible because they have been running so many handoffs and pick and rolls with Butler and Embiid, and that's such a hard thing to stop. But Kawhi did a great job, along with Marcus Gasol, obviously, as a two-man defensive um, you know strategy there to guard the pick and roll. The two of them, I mean, I don't remember a single sequence where Butler got free off a of pick and roll or that uh, Embiid got free off a of pick and roll feed from Butler. And so shutting that off, which was the main... Um, source of offense for the Sixers uh, was was just absolutely huge. So, I mean, what a performance by Ka- Kawhi Leonard. What a performance. Um, I'm going to skip Pascal. Actually, I'm gonna, I, I talked about Serge earlier, but I, I think the, the fact that Serge was one of the five guys that Nick Nurse trusted down the stretch was um, absolutely huge. Uh, this is similar to game four where Serge really stepped up. This is obviously in a bigger way, but I think – the one thing that stood out to me was how effective the Raptors were when they played big. And, you know, some people might be screaming, like, the Raptors were one of the best lineups in the NBA last season when they had the two bigs on the floor with Ibaka and J B, And that's true. That is true. But we saw in the playoffs that that lineup wasn't, you know, just wasn't holding up. Um, But I think in this special case against the Sixers, who, look, it's a team where it, they, they have guys who can shoot. Like, obviously, Reddick is great at shooting. um, But the rest of those guys you could kind of live with and you can kind of get away with helping and then recovering. You know what I mean? Like you can't really get away with helping off Redick. He will make you pay, but you can help off Jimmy and you can help off Tobias. And Tobias has been super disappointed in the series. And today you what, 15 points, 42 minutes, barely notice him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Surge being able to come in and play that powerful minutes and also just to provide an extra layer of rim protection around the basket was huge. And look, you know, I'm kind of, you know, dancing around it too, but the, one of the re- main reasons why the Raptors won this game was the fact that they won the offensive rebounding battle 16 to 5. And that's rare. The Raptors don't go for the offensive rebound that often. And the Sixers are a really good defensive rebounding team, and they're huge. But. Um, you know, I think a combination of the Sixers being exhausted and the Raptors being a little bit bigger than them sometimes when you have Surge on the floor, like it, it just it, it created so many opportunities uh, and it did so many good things for the Raptors. And Serge being a plus 22 in 29 minutes off the bench with 17 points, outscoring the Sixers entire bench by himself. It was massive. It's massive. I mean, this is one of Surge's best performances. I have mean, you this in game one against the Wizards last year where he was uh, torching Gorta. It's, you know great and, and, and I think Serge's awareness is something that you know if he doesn't have his confidence his awareness really really suffers but I, I thought today for example there was one play where early in the fourth quarter um the Sixers had run some like little action on the left side of the floor and Serge's on the right side along the baseline guarding um you know Ben Simmons, which is basically where he camps out for the entire game but um yeah, he was guarding Ben Simmons, and then he saw that the Raptors had slipped, and Embiid had gone open for three. Now, granted, you kind of want Embiid to shoot threes, but at the same time, you also kind of want to run him off. Because when you watch Embiid play, by the way, like Embiid, when he when he's warming up, he's like this man drains everything from three. So, you know, um, yeah. So, uh, Surge helps all the way across the paint and runs Embiid off the three point line, and the Raptors were able to rotate from there and force a shot clock violation. And I thought it was a huge play, not in the sense that, like, this was the... It was, uh, you know, so smart to, you know, run and beat off the three-point line, but you just wanted to take away any single possible shot that the Sixers had. And I think Surge picking up that was huge. Surge coming with an offensive rebound with the Raptors up three with, like, 30 seconds left just to give the Raptors a couple more uh, seconds to shave off the clock. That was huge. Um, the Raptors ended up scoring on that possession, but still, I, I thought Surge getting that rebound was big. Um... But, yeah, I mean, I, I, just Ibaka, at power forward, um, you know, defending Tobias Harris, you know, coming up to the perimeter, and, you know, battling Embiid. Just he did everything. And I and, and think Serge's confidence is so big. Like, I've never seen a player so affected by confidence. And I think today when he hit those threes early in the game, he, he felt good about himself. And it wasn't like he was, like, trying to shoot a bunch of threes. Like, he ended up shooting five, which is fine. But, I mean, you know, a lot of it was the Sixers were collapsing the paint, so he's getting open looks. But, like, you know, and B, like Ibaka was getting into the glass as well. The fact that he got four offensive rebounds is massive. I mean, the Sixers as a team only got five, and so Serge getting to the offensive glass, getting these little putbacks, was huge. And in the third quarter, by the way, Serge—that's when he had his best moments. In the third quarter, where um, the Raptors had just gone up fifty to forty-one, and it looked like the Raptors were going to pull it open and you know we we're going to see what the Sixers are made of. The Sixers come back with a, fi- I think, fifteen. Maybe 15, 16. I don't know. Some r- ridiculous round. I think 15 points. Let's say 15 points. And they take the lead. And it, it's like, okay, all of a sudden the Raptors are in trouble. And the guy that got the Raptors out of it was Serge Ibaka. Serge along with Kyle. First off, Serge was the first guy to stop the bleeding by getting a little low post basket. Then on the next possession, he feeds Kawhi on a high low pass as if he was Marcus or something. And Kawhi gets a layup. He scores that. And then Serge gets a putback and he beats out three Sixers to get it and he he puts it back in. There's another play where Kyle gets two offense rebounds on the same play and he saves it to Ibaka who puts it in. Um, I mean Ibaka was just was massive. Kyle obviously was big in that stretch too and he took a charge on Embiid during that stretch. And the Raptors ended up in you know, responding to that 15 on run with a 17 seven run and they you know they they kept um, they stayed within the game and they kind of controlled it a little bit with that run. But Serge was massive. And then Kyle, I mean, what can you even say about Kyle? Uh, the amount of hustle plays that that he made in this game, it just consistently throughout, uh, it, was, it was huge. Um, you know, he also gave the Raptors a, a quick shot in the arm to, to end the second quarter with a three in the corner, and then also a driving end-to-end layup, um, and one over, I think, uh, Monroe. And, like, sir, Kyle was a warrior today because his thumb popped out. He got it put back in, and then he plays the entire second half and just, you know, is chasing Redick. And it's just, it's a thankless job to be in Kyle Lowry, but um, he does it to win. He's an unselfish player, and and I think the joy and the sheer satisfaction on his face after this win, just for me personally as a fan of Kyle Lowry, it just made everything worth it. And I I know the scoring numbers are not always there, and against different teams, you're going to need that scoring. But the thing with Kyle is, even when he's not scoring, he's still going to impact the game, and uh, he showed it tonight. I mean that that blitz against um, <laughs> against Embiid with about a minute left was just such a classic Kyle Lowry play, and um, you know it, it was it was huge. Every every basket was massive down the stretch, and Kyle getting that steal, laying it off to uh, Pascal and, and finishing like incredible stuff. Um, speaking of Pascal. I thought a little bit that he kind of—I uh, wouldn't say he wanted—he shied away from the moment a little bit. But I thought, like everyone else on the team, he started deferring to Kawhi, which is rare. Usually, you see Pascal shoot more than eleven times in a game, especially in these playoffs. He's been a very high usage player, um, and you know the Raptors have needed that from him. He's had to be the secondary option on this team, and look. Today it was very tough on Siakam. Not only was he going against Embiid, who was pretty good defensively, um, but also Siakam was playing a lot of out of position because the Raptors played supersize. Like the fact that they cut Danny from the rotation in the fourth quarter meant that Pascal had to play small forward and Kawhi was playing two guard, um, which is a massive lineup when when you really think about it. But, um, you know, Pascal having to play that three position, it's tough. It really is. The floor spacing is not good when there's Mark and there's Surge in there. So I think it tested him. But at the same time, like, I, I don't want to see him be tentative because the Raptors need him to stay aggressive. They need him to stay aggressive. I think defensively he did a great job. Um, you know, he he was good on the defensive glass. He was good on the offensive glass, you know. Um, you know, had that layup at the end. But seriously, I, I think Pascal just needs to, I mean, I don't know, maintain your confidence. Like you, 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 You've done everything right to get to this point, and so you should just keep doing it. But, um, you know, Pascal – uh, again, he probably still dealing with a little bit of lingering issues in terms of his uh, calf and stuff. So, I don't know. 37 minutes. I thought he had a good performance. Um, it was out of character for him. And kind of, He kind of slipped back into last year's role of I'm just going to defend and sort of fill in where I can. He has a bigger role in this year's team for sure. Um, but today, it, it worked out. So, um yeah, I mean, Danny was Danny struggled. I don't want to talk too much about Danny, but uh, the other guy I wanted to highlight. Well, actually, I wanted to highlight Fred as well before I talk about Marcus All, because I thought Mark had a really underrated game. But Fred coming in and getting the Raptors four free throws. I know this sounds ridiculous. The four free throws and two steals in 15 minutes by Fred VanVleet were massive. He shot 0-5 from the field. He shot 0-2 from three. He didn't really rebound the ball. Um, didn't have an assist, but. The fact that he a bought the rapper some time while Kyrie was out getting his th- thumb, you know, popped back into place or whatever, Fred actually was able to hold the fort down, which is massive. And a lot of that, it's not just him being passenger. A lot of that was him getting those uh, drives and getting those free throws and stuff. But the fact that Fred was able to step up today and give the Raptors just even some minor minutes of him chasing him around Redick, which he's done a great job of all all series, by the way. He's done a great job of chasing Reddick, And Redick is such a key for the Sixers offense. So if you can kind of shut him down, it is really, really important. And I think more than anything else, Fred did a really good job of just staying attached and stuff and avoiding screens. It's a thankless job. But um, Fred giving the Raptors 15 minutes tonight was huge, and 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 it's not even a good performance necessarily on by his regular standards. But in Game Sevens, it's just about what you got. Give it to me right now, and Fred he delivered. He delivered. Um, so the other guy I want to talk about was Marc Gasol. I mean, again, you look at the stat line—only seven points, but. Um, His defense against Embiid has been so good this whole series. Embiid had 21 points today, but shot 6 of 18 from the field. If you can hold your, the opposing team's best player to 6 of 18... Don't even look at the percentage. The 6 of 18 obviously isn't good, right? Just look at the fact that he only shot 18 shots in 45 minutes. This is Joel Embiid we're talking about. Like, this is a guy who... It should be getting to you know, just shooting a ton of shots. Should be getting to the free throw line a lot. And he got a couple bogey fouls today and whatever. He got to nine. But, um, you know, Gasol's, Gasol's defense against Embiid has been great. And today, Nick Nurse, by the way, credit Nick Nurse again, finally made the call to rip up his rotation entirely and just mark, just go out there. Anytime Embiid's coming in the game, we need Mark in the game. Anytime uh, Gasol sits, we're going to take Mark out. Both of them, by the way, Gasol finished was 45 minutes and 12 seconds of play. Joel Embiid, 45 minutes 12 seconds of play. That is what Nick Nurse needed to do early in the series. He finally did it, and it worked out. And if you look at the the series as a whole, so honestly, 21 points for Embiid tonight was actually decent. And look, scoring is everything. Embiid is so good defensively that, you know, he's going to impact the game. He's still going to be a positive. He was a huge positive in this series. He's a positive 10 today in a game that lost. You know, go figure. But... um If you really look at it, though, so Embiid averaged 27 points a game this season, was one of the best players in the NBA. He had one game in seven where he had 27 or better. He had 21. He had, you know, 17. He had 16. He had, like, 13. He had, like, 11. He had, like, a 10. Like, Um, overall in the series, the final numbers, uh, Embiid averaged 17 points a game and shot 37% from the field. And that's including that game three performance where he was doing the airplane and stuff like that. You take that game out, I mean, it, it's, it's, it was an ugly, ugly series for Embiid. And the fact that, again, let me read you that stat line again. 17 points per game, which is 10 less than his regular season average, and he shot 37%, which is 11 percentage point less than his regular season average. In this series, Marcus Gasol defensively has put a number on Joel Embiid. And, by the way, Marcus Gasol, being the dad that he is, Embiid was very emotional after the game. There were tears. Marcus Gasol went over and consoled him and gave him advice. And, you know, like just the sportsmanship, the character that he showed, I mean, against the guy in Embiid who I would say sportsmanship is not his best trait, like um, a lot of flopping, for example, and uh, the, the showboating and stuff, which, you know, whatever. I don't care. I don't care. I, I I very much identify with the way Embiid plays sports. I am also tur- I do also turn into a jerk when I play, right? So I'm, I'm not casting judgment on the way Embiid plays. But objectively speaking, we're talking about a guy who doesn't value the sportsmanship in the same way. And for Mark to show that character to go over and console Embiid, um, it's it's great, and it's something that you know Embiid talked about before the series about how much um, Gasol was able to give him advice early in his career and things like that, Uh, for Mark to do that in that moment, I think that just, it says a lot about who he is as a guy. Um, So, uh, but seriously, Gasol's defense against Embiid was phenomenal, yet again. And look, Gasol, like, he had to take some more threes. You know, it is what it is. And going forward against Milwaukee, he must, he must shoot that three, because Milwaukee is even more aggressive than Philly, if you believe it, in terms of taking away the paint. But the fact that he had that three in the fourth quarter while um, while uh, Kawhi was on the bench was massive. He, he, I mean, just you know, Gasol made a lot of plays defensively. He was everywhere. He was doing great, and like you know, a couple times he jumped out at Embiid's a pump fake and you know, it, you know whatever. But honestly, like aside from the fact that you know he touched Embiid's hair and, and, and that's how it became three free throws. Um, aside from that, I mean, like you know, it, it worked out for the Raptors' defense in the sense that. Uh, when you rotate to a guy and you can continue to rotate and stuff like that, like I, I think even though Mark did make a couple of bad, uh, you know, mistakes in terms of judgment, in terms of closing on Embiid, like the Raptors were able to sort of uh, compensate for it with their team defense and their rotations. And so, I, I thought Mark's defense has been vital in this throughout this whole entire series. And you look at it, like Kawhi averaged like thirty plus in the series. Nobody could stop Kawhi. No one could put a dent in Kawhi. And, and, and Simmons played pretty good defense, all things considered, against Kawhi, but they couldn't do anything with him. Well, the fact that you have Gasol, who, by the way, remember in the first round, took down Nick Vucevic. Nick averaged like 13 points a game. It was just nowhere to be found. He he took out Nick Vucevic, and in this series, he took out Joel Embiid. Like, it's it's massive. Um, you know, I, 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 we, obviously, we all wish for more scoring from Mark Gasol, but the fact that he um, was able to do what he did defensively was just massive. It kept the Raptors in the game, quite honestly, because the Raptors offensively weren't good enough to be in the game. It's just defensively, they were so good. And I think uh, Mark was huge in that. So, talked about the seven guys. In terms of your three stars, obviously Kawhi number one. Who else but Kawhi Leonard? It was his night. 41 points. Eight rebounds. Three assists. 16 of 39 shooting. Two threes. Seven of eight free throws. Um, three steals. A couple of the steals, by the way, were just incredible stuff. Like, Embiid would just have the po- uh, have the ball in the post, and Kawhi would come out of nowhere, snatch it, go to length of the court, dunk it with two hands over Tobias Harris. It was just very satisfying stuff. But, Obviously, the most satisfying part was the fact that Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> I mean, I still can't believe he hit that jumper. I still can't believe that jumper went in. That, that shit was impossible. That was impossible. He was on the baseline. Like He was, like, a foot within the three-point line. There was, like, no space whatsoever, and closed out so hard on him. The I don't even know how he shot the, the shot up over and beat. I don't know how the shot went in. I don't know how he got the shot off in time. I mean, all of it was just, um, all of it was just sensational. Great play. Great play by a great player. And we get to see more Leonard. Because you know what, though? The thing was as, you know, as I was sort of dreading Game 7 throughout the entire day, and it just, you know, it it took up a lot of my mental energy on a Sunday. Um, One of the things I kept coming back to was I'm not ready to see the last game of Kawhi Leonard in a Raptor jersey. And who knows? You know, he could resign. Maybe, you know, whatever. Who knows, right? Um, But I just wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. The season, I wasn't ready for the season to be over. And neither was Kawhi. He said after the game too. He was like, yo, um, yeah, I'm just not ready for the season to be over, you know? So, yeah, uh, Kawhi's the first star, duh. Uh, second star, I'm giving that to Serge Ibaka. 17 points off the bench. Eight rebounds, six of 10 shooting, three of five from the three-point line, two of two from the free throw line, three assists. Plus 22 in 29 minutes. I mean, Serge Ibaka coming up huge is, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It was it was unexpected in a way, but also um, he was the the hero the Raptors deserved. And, um, you know, him hitting those threes early on was just the best thing that happened to the Raptors. Not only because the Raptors needed a three to drop, but it, it gave Serge confidence to play out the game. And without Serge, the Raptors are, losing this game. Easily losing this game. Serge was massive tonight. Um and yeah, again, you just gotta give up to him. Like the the this unselfishness on the Raptors. All these guys giving up opportunities, um, falling into different roles and, and taking on smaller roles that they've ever more humble roles than they ever had. Kyle just being, you know, like a honestly like a really super premium Marcus Smart and like Marcus all just not taking any shots ever and just playing defense. And Ibaka switching positions and, you know, playing two center lineups. Like, all these guys have accepted their roles, and they've, they're they doing what needs to be done to win. And you got to appreciate Serge's uh, unselfishness and professionalism for that. And then the third star, I'm going to to Kyle Lowry. Um, 10 points, six rebounds, six assists, uh, two steals. That's yeah, not even about the stat line. It's just about the number of plays he made. And the toughness, too. To to have your finger pop out and just come back in and play the entire second half. I mean, wow. Just just wow. And taking contact, too. Like, absorbing full-on Joel Embiid after a year step in full speed. Kyle steps in for a charge. Takes it on the numbers. Gets right back up. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's impressive stuff from your team leader. Um, and, of course, the, you know the charge on Simmons, the steal. I mean, just Kyle was everywhere defensively tonight. And so... Uh, those are your three stars. In terms of the Gerald Henderson Award, um, I mean, I don't know, man. I I guess I'll give it to Redick. The thing is, like, the Raptors did a pretty good job defensively against everybody. And, and Reddick got free for a couple jumpers, whatever. I'll give it to Redick, fine. You know, he had a couple threes. It was pretty tough. There's one play where, you know, he's come out of a curl, and it's like a long two, and he jumps. This is the Reddick has this thing where he's able to just, like... They throw the ball to him, and then he, like, catches it and jumps at the same time. So you have very little time to contest. And he somehow hits that jumper while getting fouled because Serge landed in his landing area or whatever. Like, uh, Redick was just a nuisance. And he, he was key to most of the Sixers' offense because they would use the threat of his shooting and his movement to create um, opportunities for everyone else. And so Redick was good tonight, you know. So, you know, tip your hat to him. And then I didn't even want to hand on a Patrick Patterson award, to be honest. Um... I don't think it's fair to anybody that competed in this game. Um, if, I, if I had to give it to someone, I'd give it to Danny. But, like, again, I don't think it's fair to give it to anyone in this game. Like, I just – I don't. I think all the players that played tonight played their hearts out. And, um, and, yeah, it was just – it came down to one basket. And it's it's cruel, man. It's really cruel. Like, if you really think about the stakes, like, Sixers might be rethinking who they're going to re-sign. They might not bring back Tobias Harris. They might trade Benson I who knows? You know, they might, you know, get rid of Brett Brown, who – um is honestly, from the time he got hired as Sixers coach to start the process till now, where he looks like Santa Claus, like he really deserves to see this thing through. And for them to put it on him and things like that, and the rumors are that you know, if he loses this game, he loses his job. Like how how could you lose this? How could you lose your job when Kawhi hits some ridiculous baseline jumper and the ball bounces in? You know, like I don't know, but uh, I guess that's just sports. But seriously, um, it was a great game. It was a great game. It was the best performance I've ever seen out of the Raptors, and I've seen a lot of great ones. Uh, I know the Raptors got a lot of flack, but I've seen a lot of great ones. Um, uh, the beaver shirt that I'm wearing, the crazy beaver shirt, I got that right now. So I, um, I'm only over one or three times, uh, but I've seen the Raptors have some great performances in time. Um, I got it game five against Indiana in 2016. That's the game where Norm steals it from uh, – Paul George, we had like 39 points that night, and like somehow, like Frank Vogel plays an all bench lineup, which congratulations to the Lakers for hiding Frank Vogel. Um, but yeah, Frank Vogel plays like an all bench lineup, and the Raptors make a 12 point comeback. The Mars on the bench somehow the Raptors win that game and they win the series. Um, I remember that. I remember the Cleveland, um, like Biombo matching Hakeem's records for rebounding, and um, Raptors, you know, come back to tie that series. Like, that was a, a sensational sensational experience and you know you got DeMar DeRozan driving past the Bucks and dunking it at the and that was when the Raptors almost blew like a 27 point lead in the in the second half to the Bucks in game six and then dunking all over those like you know Milwaukee fans that were chanting USA which is like the worst most ignorant thing to chant at a team full of Americans but still DeMar dunking it um you know to to secure that series that was a huge huge moment um you know the the Wizards series last year was honestly as much as it was, um, you know, expected the Raptors will win. But that, that game six, uh, the hustle of the bench, you know, Fred coming in, making a bunch of plays, DeLon stepping up, like, there was a, DeLon blocking um Oubre and So Like, there's been a lot of good Raptors moments um, over the last couple of years. But, like, come on, none of it, none of it stands up to this. None of it stands up, I mean, how could you beat this? Kawhi Leonard falling out of bounds, baseline, hits a jumper. I mean, the scenes are incredible. And so the Raptors are now going to play the Bucks. So um, there's going to be lots of content. First off, uh, you can you know expect a lot more. Um, you know, I think there's going to be something in the morning after tomorrow. I'm going to try to find somebody to talk about this game again because I really want to go through the tape, comb through it, you know, play by play, and and really come up with something a little bit more coherent. Just I think this game was so, um, the fourth quarter especially was just so. Uh,
2: For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
1: Like it was just so memorable that I feel like we, I, I just owe it to myself almost to just really go back and just look over all the plays. But, but you could look for that. You could obviously look for a preview podcast, um, you know for the Bucs series, I have a lot of thoughts about that series. And, again, I, I already said it. The Raptors are underdogs in that series, period. Like, I, I don't expect the Raptors to win that series. But after a game like this, I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect out of the Raptors. I, I, just, I just know not to doubt them anymore. So that does it for the podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. What a fantastic night. Um, happy Mother's Day, by the way, to everyone out there. And, um, and, yeah, I'll be back tomorrow with more. In the meantime, Kawhi Leonard.